everyone. My name is Maria Thomas, and I work for Allianz Research, the global team of economists, strategists, sector advisors, and foresight experts of the Allianz Group, led by Ludovic Subron. Welcome to Tomorrow, a podcast where we'll be talking about our latest analyses of economic and capital market developments, as well as our views on trends affecting risk management. Let's get started. For the EU, US, and China, the economic recovery after COVID-19 offers an unprecedented opportunity to accelerate in the race to dominate energy transition industries. That's why all three have included sizable green commitments in their stimulus packages. But innovation will be the key factor deciding who actually wins the race, as we find out in this episode with Marcus Zimmer, Senior ESG Expert at Allianz Research. Hello, Marcus. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Maria. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us where we stood in the energy transition race before the crisis hit? Yeah, actually, before the crisis hit, we were kind of stuck. So everybody was aiming rather for a three degrees temperature increase Mm -hmm. for the whole world. So this is far more than the 1.5 degrees that we would like to stick to in order to limit the potential damages and negative impacts from climate change. Mm -hmm. So the the main reason why we are lagging behind in our ambitions to a 1.5 degree target is that we are very slow uh, in the renewable energy extension and also we are behind the energy efficiency goals that we actually would like to achieve, uh, particularly, for example, um, to do through renovation of buildings. Mm. Okay. And so has the COVID-19 crisis made a difference to this? Yeah, so there were very early concerns and I think valid concerns that uh, the crisis would even temper the the efforts more because mm. you, you need a lot of funding, a lot of resources um to address the immediate needs out of the COVID crisis. Uh, apparently, these these fears, to my to what I see, don't really came through. Uh, in reality, we saw a general rise in awareness and a general um, rise in the perception of that such crisis and such catastrophes mm-hmm. can actually realize. I think it uh, the the COVID crisis made the climate crisis much more, uh, much more real to us, mm. and uh, this also um, is seen in the stimulus packages. So the stimulus packages to address the COVID crisis include large shares to address also uh, the, the climate crisis. So. Um, particularly in in the US or in the EU, we see around 30% of the stimulus package, uh, which should be addressed specifically to green measures. And uh, also in China, we see uh, at least around 5% of the measures which are directly addressed to uh, green measures. Okay. So in a recent report, you you talked about how innovation is you know, a key factor in this energy transition. Can you tell us more about this? Yeah, so um, 
innovation in, in a very banal sense for, for me as an economist uh, is also to bring down costs of mm -hmm. products. And uh, so there's there's different ways. And bringing down the cost of the products is a key factor in uh, increasing the penetration of renewable energy and uh, also in making um, the energy efficiency measures more accessible. Mm -hmm. So how, how can we bring down the cost through innovation? So there's typically two stages. So this is there's this early adaptation stage uh, where governments play a very important role uh, by bringing down the costs through public funding and research. Okay. And uh, that is not the end of the scale because uh, once you, you reach some uh, market penetration with the technology and you actually have a market and you reach the mass markets, then this is not the, the, the key factor to bringing down the costs further. But uh, it's something that we call simple economies of scale. Right. So by just ramping up the production, learning by doing, just having the supply chains in place, you can massively reduce the costs. And this is what we uh, have seen in, in the key technologies uh, that are linked to, to the energy transition. So we, we've seen, for example, so typically we would link the reduction in the costs to increase of capacity uh, that is on a global scale produced in a technology. And we see that for a doubling of the capacity, mm -hmm. for example, in electric vehicle batteries, we see a 36% decrease in costs. For a doubling of the capacity in photovoltaic um, panels, we see a 38% of cost reduction. Mm -hmm. For Onshore wind power for a doubling of the capacity, we see in the data a 24% reduction of costs. So this is what is really driving um, the, the the costs down now, and uh, what what is the important innovation that we need to uh, see a larger market penetration, even than what we have right now. Okay. And so, you know, for our listeners to to really understand, because your report kind of focused on the U.S., China, and the Eurozone, can you explain, you know, what did these uh, three three regions stand to gain by investing in energy transition? Yeah, so um, this is also big business, of mm. course. Uh, it's uh, what what do they stand to gain? Um, it's not, of course, they they stand to gain um, that as a global community we probably try to avoid the damages from climate change. But uh, beyond avoiding the damages from, from climate change, there is also clear uh, business interests. It, mm -hmm. It's also an uh, opportunity to move out of this trap we are in, uh, in this low productivity trap right. where we are lacking good investment opportunities. Okay. And uh, we see that, that EU, China and uh, the US are big in the markets also. So China is in the lead in, in, in some. Um, EU is still in the lead, uh, for example, in wind turbines with around 40%. Uh, Ch China has about 30% there. Mm -hmm. uh, China has a clear lead in so solar photovoltaic and uh, electric vehicle batteries with around 70%. Right. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's a 
just look at the battery factory. If you look at the Giga factory, that is 5,000 jobs just at the factory, mm-hmm. but it's around 35,000 jobs along the supply chain connected to that single factory. And that is what we're looking at. So it's, it's a great opportunity really to, to go back to a sustainable growth that is in line with also the, the goals, uh, that we have in, in for the climate and also for a circular economy. Okay. So what is the way forward then for policymakers? Yeah. So I would say uh, coordinate and cooperate. Uh, the, the, the problem is um, if, if you bring down the costs by investing mm-hmm. into the production, you rather not want to be the first mover, but you want to be the, the fast follower once the costs are lower. Right. So um, there is some some positive spillovers of, of your production of renewable energy or green technology to others. And so we should find a, a way on how we coordinate that the climate leaders really coordinate their efforts to bring down the costs. And we need that so that we can then cooperate with the rest of the world, also uh, other, especially developing countries, but uh, a lot of emerging countries uh, as well, and uh, economies that are not big enough or uh, don't have the funds, Mm -hmm. so that they can join really the efforts in mitigating climate change, join the efforts in investing because it becomes, the, the technology becomes cheap enough so uh, that it's actually a better option than the fossil alternatives uh, that we see around. All right. Well, thank you very much, Marcus. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the full report we just spoke about on our website. We'll leave a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover more of our research, you can also follow the Ludonomics newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll leave a link down below for that too. If you like the podcast, please send it to any of your friends who might like it too, and leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode.